You're listening to Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The podcast of the quarantine times. The remote podcast of the beast. The remote podcast. We're not at the cabin or somewhere fun. Yeah, no, we're at our own houses. So this is our, our first podcast. Uh, we've been forced to do it over. We're doing it over Zoom, so. Yeah. It kind That's of goes right. against everything that I uh, I enjoy yeah. about the podcast, which is getting together for a beer and talking about Iron Maiden. But this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, but we're in separate places because the government told us to be. <laughs> Lockdown. Which is which is what we love following, right, Nesbitt? We love the government. <laughs> um, let's get into a beer right away. Okay. So we both have the same beer, even though we're not in the same place. Kitty Vitty yeah. Dayboil. Dayboil. Do not spend your time! Worrying about those wasted beers. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me open mine. There's one good thing about this. What's that? Full beer each. Plus, I can go to the beer fridge as much as I want without you giving me that horse <laughs> eye. Josh, we got to get through these 18 pages of notes. I haven't even color- covered the, the, the background on the studio flooring. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll just be over in this corner here. I've got like eight. I got a six pack under the table, so I'm just going to keep pulling it up and be like, oh, this is a little more enough than the can here. It'll be the best episode ever. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this uh, remote podcast stuff, but we'll see how this goes. I know. The sound quality uh, might not be what people are used to, but it'll be better than our uh, first episodes that we did. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting times. It's yeah. weird times, isn't it? It's funny to do a podcast like this. Uh, we got away up until this point without the full-on quarantine, but we kind of have to now, because if, if I came over to your place, there'd be people, like, giving us gears. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I guess everyone should be staying apart, but uh, I know. I, we, I didn't really want to do a, a lot of talking about, like, the virus, the, the evil virus that's threatening mankind, as <laughs> yeah. Blaze Bailey would say. But yeah, uh, A, because, you know, we're covering an, an Iron Maiden album. And yeah. like two years from now, someone might listen to this and they probably don't want to hear us talking about like being in quarantine. Yeah. And also, I'm so sick of hearing about quarantine talk and COVID talk that I'm just like, I know. let's just drop it. <laughs> we'll get through these episode these episodes about Brave New World. And then yeah. we'll get we'll start talking about it. Because like, I, I'm so sick of it. I don't, I'm at the point now where like, I get up in the morning, I have my cup of coffee. I take yeah. five minutes and I check the news and then I don't even look at news again until like the next day or the day after. Like, I don't think I've looked at news in two days. Yeah. Be honest, though. How much have you been drinking? Uh, way more. <laughs> oh, my God. There's nowhere to I... drive to. <laughs> oh, it's it's brilliant. And I'm working That's in the brilliant. basement. If I'm hungover at work, no one will know. No one will know. Oh, now they will. Now they will. <laughs> oh, no. All the people at your work who listen to the podcast. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I know. Um, this is a good beer. We've I think we did this one on the podcast before, but oh, we've done it. This is one of our favorite beers, and you know what? Fair play to Kitty Vitty. We give them shouts out all the time. They're probably our favorite brewery here in the Rock. Yeah, for and sure. if you ever come to Newfoundland, listeners, um, Kitty Vitty is the spot to go. Kitty Vitty Brewery. Google it. Have a look. It's like this beautiful brewery right in this little. There's this little funny little cove. Just outside of the core of the downtown, and it's uh, just a gorgeous area. It's a great spot for beer in the summer. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. When 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 Night Demon were here, we took uh, Jarvis out there. We yeah, had a good, good yeah. time. But they've been really good to people um, delivering beer and uh, keeping the supply chain going. So I don't have any issue with doing the day boil again. It's probably yeah. my favorite beer. Yeah, it's delicious. It's my go-to beer. It's like a session yeah. IPA. So deadly. So where, even though we were recording, well, we, we it was early last. It's just over a week and a bit because we had kind of the way yeah, our recording it's almost two worked. weeks ago that we recorded the last yeah. episode. So where were we? I listened back today, but I, I, I so it, it feels like ten years ago now. Well, so much happened since then. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we um, were like eighteen episodes in, and we got one track done. I think that was the way it was going. I think we finished the mercenary. Yeah, and we talked about cover art a bit. That's right. Um, so now we're on to Dream of Mirrors. So Brave New World episode five. Is it episode five? It's episode five. Yeah. And we're on track number six. Yeah, we'll go through them quicker now because we talked yeah, about we'll cover go. art. We talked about the recording, production, the history of the album, and all that. So that's right. That's right. We'll go straight into the tracks and straight into the clips. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, and we've been getting a lot of emails and you know messages about this album. Yeah. So when we're done, we'll do we'll get into some of those. I don't really want to get bogged down in feedback right now. Yeah, we got a load of great feedback. Yeah. On the cover art stuff, and well, just on general. People yep. love this album. I haven't gotten a lot of negative yet, but we'll, we'll we'll save it for the end. Yep. Yeah. So Dream of Mirrors, track number six. Yeah, short, poppy little track. Yeah, <laughs> nine minutes. <laughs> I know. Nine minutes, 21 seconds. A y- Yannick track. So it's Yannick and Steve Harris. Wow. So. Jeez, it's longer than a Sting lovemaking session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Overlooked gem on this album, I think. Yeah, it's a really good track. So this track was written originally for Virtual Eleven. So Blaze Bailey wrote the melody and the lyrics and then took it and worked on it with Steve Harris. So this would have been on the third Blaze era Maiden album. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it is a Yannick writing credit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know he's got the solo, but yeah, I never thought of it. Yeah. Here's another tangent. Yeah. A bit of a tangent. In the same sessions that uh, Blaze worked on Dream of Mirrors, he also wrote the song Born as a Stranger. Do you remember that song? From yeah. Silicon Messiah? Yeah. Um, so, like, in an alternate universe where Blaze didn't leave Maiden and a third Blaze album came out, Dream of Mirrors could have been on that album. And this song by Blaze Bailey, Born as a Stranger, could have also been an Iron Maiden song. Yeah, that technically had potential to be on the third Blaze Bailey Iron Maiden album if it had have happened. Yeah, the drumming, the the bass drum on that song, as that whole album. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, no, it's an yeah. awesome song. So Silicon Messiah, which we did a whole episode on. We did. It's funny, though, because it's credited to Yannick and Steve Harris. Um, Blaze wrote the melody and the lyrics for like the vocals. Um I guess he, well, he's not credited, but I guess he was out of the band by this point, so. Yeah. No credit. Just like poor Paul Cairns on the uh, Soundhouse tapes. 
Like you're yeah. out of the band, you're not getting any credit. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I would imagine that they have clauses in their contract that basically say, while you're with us, anything you write, we own. Maybe. Right? And, and I, you know, it has to be like that. That's a standard employment contract. I'd imagine they have something like that. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that. Like, how, how do they work it out that they just go, well, you're out of the band? I know Blaze was compensated for some of the writing that he's done, that he did when he left the band. So I guess they just kind of bought the rights to whatever. I don't know the details about it, but I, I've heard him make reference to buying, to being like compensated for his writing on things when he left. Yeah. Do you know what I love about this song? Before you get into your detail of it, <laughs> this song hits our uh, our pre podcast. Iron Maiden theme, like pre-podcast. Remember, we used to always go on about like, oh, I think I know what you're other, talking about. Yeah, yeah, is this real or just some crazy dream? Right. So, you the, know? And, yeah. <laughs> so the lyrics that he says are, uh, "Have you ever felt the future is the past, but you yes. don't know how? A reflected yeah. dream of a captured time. Is it really now? Is it really happening? Really happening. Yeah. So this is like a one of the examples of Bruce uh, not being able to dis- distinguish if uh, what's happening to him is real or just a crazy dream or a fantasy. Which yeah. happens all the time, which we always joke about. Um, <laughs> in the clairvoyant, you know, he says, is this a dream or is it now? Is this a vision yeah. or normality I see before my eyes? Yeah. What did I see? Can I believe? What I saw that night was real, not just fantasy. Actually, yeah. I have a compilation here made, a clip of all of the times that Bruce uh, confuses reality with dreams. Oh, nice. Have you ever felt the future is the That's a nice <laughs> sampling of all the times that Bruce can't believe uh, what's happening is real. <laughs> yeah. 
That was like our go-to joke before we started the podcast. Oh, we used to joke like about every, that all the time. All the time. Every time we got drunk, I'd look over and be like, is this real or just some crazy dream? <laughs> <laughs> I think we did it a few times at the concerts too. Is this real or just some crazy <laughs> dream? It's so great and so campy and so awesome. I love it. It's a go-to shtick of Bruce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is cool. definitely. It's very, uh, very Bruce thing to talk about. Um, I got a quote from Steve Harris and he says, this is what he says the song's about. It's about the dark side of things. It's about people's thoughts and how they suffer from dreams and nightmares. That was the main influence and source of material. Think dreams are so intriguing and you never really have an answer for them. So therefore it is endless. I feel there are more songs than pictures about that sort of thing. And I find it a fascinating subject. So that's the quote about what the song is about. It doesn't, I don't really know what he's talking about there. <laughs> best, best not spend too much time thinking about it. You know? It's uh, oh, man. a pretty cool, uh, song though it's a cool i got a cool intro i got one quote you were talking earlier about how we got a lot of feedback and it was all positive but uh our listener stacy suver sent a document in a 20 page document where he ranked all the maiden songs and he had like a little paragraph under each one and uh about this song he said i strongly dislike the first 20 seconds of this song so not not everybody likes the intro to the song oh but, my uh, God. i think it's a pretty cool intro Have you ever so it is a weird intro yeah weird in an awesome way though yeah but it's very like jarring that it just comes in and like the rest of the song doesn't sound like that at all it's yeah. just this little it's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I like it. It's just a fun little chat. Like, I can't help but, like, giggle like a schoolgirl when that stuff comes on. You know what I mean? Just because it's one of those yeah, sticks. cool. And then it comes out of that, and it goes right into this really, like, yeah. cool, chilled-out groove almost. kind of cool it's got a little like i don't know how you describe that very mellow sounding like what it's, do you just, mean? it's kind of like it's got a groove it just settles into this like cool groove when you hear that part of the song it's another example i think it's because we haven't really been listening to this for almost two weeks but i'm like struck by how good yeah. Bruce's vocals are on this album the, the whole second half the whole album but the second half now you're really going to see him light it up right that's what I love about this. Yeah, but they're just ramping it up. This is like a nine-minute yeah, song. Yeah, they just, just start in, yeah. off like you know, state. Yeah, Stacy wasn't a fan of the intro, but <laughs> I like it. But then you know, then it just starts plodding along, starts ramping up, yeah. and then it gets, then it gets going, then it gets into the business, yeah. and then it hits that pre-chorus where it's like the dream is true. Have I
So it's like a pre-chorus, and then it goes back in the verses. Yeah. You know, and then the real chorus comes in. You know that I only dream in black and white. Yeah. Which is, uh, I, I don't understand. I only dream in black and white. I only dream because I'm alive. I only dream in black and white. Please save me from myself. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's cool. But in, in the in in the lead up to that, he gives the old think I've heard your voice before. Think I've said these words before. Something makes me feel I just might lose my mind. And he's like singing a lot. I love that. And the little like, I don't know what the little guitar thing going on behind is. I love it. And is am I still inside my dream? Is this a new reality? <laughs> yeah. Deadly, Classic, man. Uh... Bang on theme. Dream of mirrors. It's a dream reflected in a dream reflected in a dream. You know what I think this is about? The movie Inception. Ah. Not Predator. Inception was stolen from this song. <laughs> this inspired the movie Inception. <laughs> <laughs> the only dream yeah. in black and white part. Uh, I actually looked up yeah. online about dreaming in black and white. And yeah. it's actually, I uh, found something kind of interesting. This is another side tangent. Mm. Um, this is from the Journal of Consciousness and Cognition from December 2008, which is like a medical journal. And said, uh, for a small segment of the population, drifting off at night means reverting to a world of monochromatic hues. Childhood exposure to black and white television seems to be the common denominator. A study published this year, for example, found that people 25 and younger say they almost never dream in black and white. But people over 55 who grew up with little access to color television reported dreaming in black and white about a quarter of the time. Overall, 12% of people dream entirely in black and white. Isn't that weird? Wow. That is weird. I guess that makes sense because so much of your imagination would have been trained on the TV. Yeah, so if you grew up with black yeah. and white TV, you'd dream in black and white much yeah. more likely. Weird. Dreams are interesting. Uh, do you do you dream much, Nesbitt? All the time. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what are you chasing rabbits? And <laughs> what are you doing in your dreams? I don't know. I don't yeah. have any recurring ones or anything. Yeah. And I never dream about Iron Maiden, unfortunately. Are you in there talking to me going, is this a dream <laughs> or just some crazy real? <laughs> I don't dream that much anymore. Oh, no? I don't know what happened to me. I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm afraid of the vortex, the dark side. But I find I don't dream that much. Every now and then I have a crazy dream usually involves me like waking up the sweats and stuff. It's never like scary, but it just intense. And it's not that often. I dream almost yeah. every night. Yeah. Usually it's just pretty boring. I just go in there, close my eyes. Except I forget my dreams like almost instantly after I wake up. Yeah. They're super vivid. And then like two minutes later, I'm like, what was that about again? It's gone. gone. Yeah, I forget them too. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe I am having them. I'm just forgetting them. But you know how high energy I am all the time. I mean, I also got to shut up. If I had a dream, I'd be like talking in my dream, keep myself awake. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So uh, it's interesting, though, that people dream in black and white. Yeah. If they watched black and white TV growing up. Yeah. Strange. The repetitive nature of that chorus, though, is the one thing I find sometimes I feel like it flattens the song. Uh, th yeah, yeah, it is catchy, but it, it is kind of repetitive. Mm. It's true. Yeah. But the chorus, they do the chorus a couple of times. And then it goes double time. Yeah. So this is like one of those Maiden songs where it kind of starts out mellow in the first half and it kicks in. And then the second half is like this epic guitar rock out. Mm. Just like Children of the Damned. You know what yeah. I mean? Like halfway through, it just goes like off goes the rails. Off. Not off the rails in a bad way. Yeah, it goes yeah. off. Not off the rails, but just like ramps up. And it goes into this like true trooper style Iron Maiden gallop. Yeah. 
And it has a very troopery riff over the top if you listen to it. Yeah. I think this might be the most trooper-like song that they have. Yeah. This part of the song, anyway. Because, I mean, it had, the riff on top of it is very trooper-sounding. The gallop is, like, exactly a trooper. And this is the part of the song I'm talking about. So that's very like callback to the classic yeah. Maiden song, sound, I think. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite that's parts of cool. the song too. So the the pace there's so awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so great. That's one of my favorite parts of the album, yeah. maybe. Yeah, you know what, Dream or No, if you're not rocking out during that, check your pulse because you might be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool Maiden song with a really weird intro. Yeah, not in a bad way, but just like a strange intro. Yes. Then into this like mellow verse, mm. a catchy chorus, a little bit repetitive, and then you're into like classic Iron Maiden territory. Yep. And they also stick one of these like, you know, when they they sing that whoa oh oh part, yep. they put these in their songs all the time. I think this is designed for when they play it in front of a live audience. <laughs> That's a cool. No, part. yeah. The whoa, it's awesome. Yeah, deadly. Yannick song, Yannick solo. Yeah. Very cool solo. Yeah, it's solid. Um, I don't know, Brave New World solo. Yannick may be better. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's solid solo though. Mm. Yeah, amazing solo. Um, you know, solid. I would have liked to see a yeah. little bit, you know, such an epic song. Maybe they could have gotten all three of the guys in. There could have been yeah, more. It's very uh, Yannick. Yeah. Solo is very, like, Yannick style. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've got a question to throw at you. Yep. This is a, an album full of epic tracks. Right. right. So everything in... I would agree with that. Yeah. And epic in length. You know, too, like there's a bunch yep. of them. So, um, you know, um, there's a lot of these, these, this kind of new wave that they've, they've grown. And now they're into these big ballads of all three of them that are over eight minutes or eight and a half minutes long. Um, Dream of Mirrors, Nomad, Thin Line Between Love and Hate. 
and I've intentionally cut it off there because I kept Blood Brothers. Okay. Blood Brothers is seven and something. But these okay. three are the, the longest three, I think, by my count. Um, I love this track, Dream of Mirrors, but I'd put it third out of those three. I would put it third out of yeah. those three, too. Um, I think. Yeah. This is me digging to find... Definitely not first. This is this is me <laughs> digging to find something that... <laughs> to, to, you know, like, on, on, on an amazing track full of tens, this one's a 9.8. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's yeah. a great song. It, it's even better live. Like the last half of the song in the Rock and Rio mm-hmm. album and video is one of the many highlights of the show. Like alive, it has this energy that's not even on the album. It's just great. yeah, it comes alive when they play it live. think an underrated track an unappreciated track Mm -hmm. and it's also a good example of yannick contributing an awesome track to an album yeah that i don't think people realize like remember we're talking about the talisman the legacy book souls this is another one another one yeah and i'm not going to play that i know i've played it like three times on the podcast that compilation of yannick Mm -hmm. songs all the songs yannick wrote or some of the songs yannick wrote but i'm not going to play it again because people are probably sick of hearing yeah you know, the, you have that small set of Maiden fans that don't like Yannick. Yeah. You know, they had, they're kind of stuck in the 80s. Yeah. They still think of Yannick as the new guy. Like, this is more evidence that Yannick is a super strong contributor to the band. Absolutely. And yeah. to contrast that, or not maybe to contrast, maybe to put it in context, but also to contrast it with the next track, which Adrian did, would you say that Yannick... Because when he came in to the band, and ever since tracks have gone longer, there's been more epic ballads. And he's written a few of them. And this is an example. Well, yeah, those yeah. three I just named, Talisman, Legacy, yeah. and Book of Souls, yeah. are really long, epic tracks. They're all epic. They're all Yannick. Yeah. And Adrian likes those short, punchy tracks. And right. here you've got a Yannick beast of a tune, 9 plus, 920, 921, Dream of Mirrors. Right. And then sandwiched right next to it is uh is adrian's short poppy fallen angel right the fallen right? angel so there's a cool contrast there do you see that that yannick he seems to he loves the long tracks doesn't he yeah i think yeah. so well i don't know He's... i'd have to look at all of his track i know that he contributes a lot of epics yeah 
And those, I think, are his best tracks, or his epic tracks. But notice how he wears Converse that are endurance shoes. <laughs> he's not wearing his white high tops. Yeah, he's not wearing the sprinter version. Adrian out there. Adrian wears Hussein Bolt. Sprinter <laughs> shoe. <laughs> so the next song you're talking about. Yeah. The Fallen Angel. Yes. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. The Fallen Angel. Yes. So that's an Adrian track. Yes. Adrian Smith, Steve Harris credits. Yes. Um, four minutes. Yes. So that's a short for uh, modern day Maiden. Really short. Could be a Very single short. too. Could easily be a single. Yeah, I feel like The Fallen Angel is like a forgotten yeah. song. Like you never hear anyone talk about it. Yeah. One of my. You never hear anyone put it on any of their lists of like songs or anything, but it's awesome awesome track yeah one of my uh like when when i listen to this uh you know this is kind of like that it's it's a very rare kind of funny head to put yourself when you listen to maiden but it's almost like mean bruce not really but like he's kind of got that meanness to him i'm listening to him like ooh, bruce is about it but bruce is not you know you know, he's not Murray smiling, but, but like Bruce is an actually a pretty nice guy. Like Bruce is the kind of guy that, you know, he, he curses and it doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but then he's in this one and I find he's get he gets, he gets a little edgy in it. Yeah. Well, I have a quote from Bruce and he says, uh, someone asked him about the fallen angel, what it's about. And he said, that one I assume is about being sort of chosen as a human sacrifice. So it's deep and dark. Ooh. Ref- so. And reflected in his tone. Yeah, so obviously he didn't uh, write the lyrics. <laughs> no. When he says, uh, this one, I assume, is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess Steve Harris must have came up with the lyrics for this. Yeah, it's, it's a Harris and Adrian song, isn't it? Adrian is, yeah. is the is the first list, and they got a few solos in there. Adrian kicks it off. It's, well, I, you can tell yeah. when you hear that intro riff yeah. with the drumming underneath. Um, mm. It starts with one guitar, and they layer each guitar line like under it. You know how Adrian's songs are always written on like a killer riff? Yeah. And I assume this is another example of a very cool Adrian riff. So I assume that's like how the song was written. It was based around this killer riff that Adrian came up with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it, man. And I amazing kick off to the song. It's just it's just jam packed right from the beginning. It gets going. I love yeah. it. I I would probably put this. Uh, well, I don't want to jump ahead. It's one of my favorites on the album. Keep going. Yeah, this is a really great one. I didn't realize yeah. how much I love the song until like. Mm. You know, I gave it a good few listens. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the song. This is awesome. Uh, any song where Bruce drops in a chosen one, I mean, <laughs> I mean. This is a very Book of Souls sounding album or song to me. Definitely is. Definitely you know what I mean? is. Definitely is. Now that you say that, I never thought of it that way. 
Yeah, this could fit right under Book of Souls. This is so underappreciated a track, and I think it's because of where it sits in the album. You know, it's wedged in between a bunch of epics towards the end of an already amazing album where you're pretty exhausted from just rocking out to awesomeness. (laughs) There's another really cool part in the song that I love, and it's uh, when the song starts and it goes through that riff a couple times, right before the vocals come in, there's this little, like, ascending guitar riff, and it sounds so cool. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. I love when the second guitar comes in and then that little ascending part is so cool. Yeah. That I love that. I never really, you know, it's such a part of the song, but until you really point it out. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it tees him up perfectly. And the chorus in the song has really cool <laughs> harmonies on it. This is one of those songs too where people kind of complain about the chorus being uh kind of repetitive. Yeah. But like the second time through, they lay this really cool guitar line under it. Yeah. And like if you're repeating a chorus and you keep adding things to it, I feel like you're making it interesting enough that it doesn't really get repetitive because you're kind of adding to it and building on it. Um, you can hear the guitar part underneath when they go through the chorus the second time. And then they're back into that like awesome riff again. This yeah. is such a great song. It's such a great song. I love it when he comes back in with the beat and fallen angel, but I've risen again. I love that, yeah. man. You know, and the powers inside me have decided to pray. And he leads into like the pray. I love that. Decided to pray. I love that. And just this song for me is perfect. I do love yeah, it. It's very cool. It's short, sweet, yeah. four minutes. You get a triple guitar solo. You get Adrian Smith to Dave Murray to Yannick. They only take about 10 seconds each. Yeah. They show their styles. A lot of great playing packed into 10 seconds each. very cool there's a lot of uh in a short guitar solo there's yeah. a lot of guitar playing packed in there it's pretty cool that's right so just like adrian kicks it off then it's pretty dominant dave there and just yannick wraps it yep yeah yeah that's 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 i like that it's funny adrian but, yeah. uh very heavy with the wah pedal too which is very cool yeah i know you always like go to them and and, and pull it out right away oh that's yannick that's it to me adrian and yannick depending on the nature of the solo i can mix them up Dave has just got that sound. Or I can tell Adrian and Dave. Yeah. But Yannick kind of walks the line between, and he can kind of go one way or the other. That's like true. There's times where 
it's hard to tell what when Yannick is but when Yannick's playing his like Yannick his personal style it's very easy to pick out but he can kind of go anyway any direction yeah yeah ah oh. I got a quote from Steve Harris he says this whole song is musically influenced by Thin Lizzy yeah yeah so really yeah okay um this song they played a few times live in the lead up to Rock and Rio but they cut it from the set list and it sounds pretty good live. I think maybe a bit too demanding for Bruce to sing, I guess. I don't know. I can't think of why they would have cut it unless the audience didn't get into it. He seems to struggle with it a bit live. But uh, I have a clip of them doing it live uh, from a bootleg. And listen to how cool the three guitar harmonies sound in this clip. So yeah, you can hear Bruce. He sounds like he's struggling maybe a little bit. It sounds like a very difficult song to sing. You he's know what I mean? singing the whole time too, other than that very short 30-second solo. He's just yeah. hammering it for like four-plus minutes right from the get-go. And it's very strained lyrics. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if that's why they cut it from the set list. Because the guitars sound amazing in that song live. Yeah. and he does as much, But he does as much singing in that as he does in any of the epics. And it's four minutes. And it's not a lot yeah. of uh, long, sustained notes. It's a lot of, like, yeah. all over the place. So I think that's maybe why they cut it. I'm just guessing. But Yeah, we're guessing. But in, in that clip, my guess would be it's not the it's not the guitarists that are complaining. Yeah, you know, true. Because the three of them get to have time. Oh, yeah. And it's quick. It's punchy. Yeah. I love that song. It's totally underrated. Oh, yeah. This could the easily song... be a, a single for me. Yeah, the song yeah. and the Mercenary are, like, both kind of very underrated, kind of forgotten on this album. This whole album with Maiden Peeps is underrated. As a matter of fact, it kind of blows my mind to put this in context. You know, we've been doing this every album, but to think that people, you know, didn't really reconnect in the in the New Year's, which is really more a statement on where their life was, I think, than anything. Ten years later, you know, the, the jean jackets long tucked away, you're driving kids to school, you're hardly in the mood, maybe waiting for a new Maiden album. Maybe <laughs> that's more an explanation than the band is, you know. But if you came across this, this should kick you back into Maiden big time. This whole album is underrated. Oh, yeah. It's, Huge. It's a great album, yeah. It's one of their best Given the context too, like yeah, you know, it's a, like the comeback, the oh. reunion, and the comeback from like, yeah, you know, they were kind of in a lull during those oh, non-Adrian, the non-Adrian yeah. phase, we call it. Forty years old, doubting yourselves, coming back together. Like, I mean, you know, it's not two outs, two strikes, ninth inning, you know, but 
it's late in the game and you're down a couple of runs and you need to hit it out of the park. And uh, it's day four of the crickets. You've just gotten back from tea and you haven't had a, a had a century in a while. I don't I don't know any cricket, but I'm trying to <laughs> trying to relate it back to there. Uh, someone who knows cricket can write us and tell us if any of the what you just said makes any sense at all. <laughs> They're like, it's a three-day no test match. Okay, Josh, <laughs> it is a three-day test match. They can play for three days, have different scores, and then still call it a draw. Almost all the feedback we've been getting about this album has been positive. Yes. We've got the odd, the odd negative thing said here or there. Mm. Uh, I got a quote here from someone wrote us, Aiden, and he wrote in and said he called this, a, or he called a Dream of Mirrors a Queensryche ripoff. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm, I don't know Queensryche well enough to uh, – I barely know them. I know Operation Mindcrime, and that's about it. Yeah. I was just about to Google them, but then I realized I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know he, Jeff Tate is a lead singer. has a great voice. Yeah. Actually, here's a Maiden-related tangent that has to do with Queensryche. Um, there was at one point Rod Smallwood tried to put together this, like, super group of metal singers called the Three Tremors. No. It's like a take on the three tenors, but the three tremors. And it was going to be Jeff Tate, Rob Halford from Judas Priest, and Bruce Dickinson. But uh, it didn't happen. No. But then I also read an interview that, like, it was kind of a joke, and they're not sure how serious he was about it. But there was a talk of it in many interviews back in the day. Yeah. Su- anyway. Super bands almost never work, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Smallwood, keep trying, buddy. <laughs> What would we call it? Vogmavog. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a non-successful supergroup. Yeah, I would never even call it a supergroup, right? That'd be My like... Gogmagog vinyl never showed up. It never did? No, I had to actually go in and like cancel my PayPal payment, and it never arrived. Really? So got to find another... Heartbroken, I got to find another copy of Gogmagog now. You're going to look for another copy? I am. I wanted to complete the collection. Yeah. Like I'm out, I'm I'm online buying gasoline and ammo. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna need Gog Magog. And you know what? My luck, my luck will end up in the same tunnel, and I'll be using my ammo to keep you alive, and you'll be playing Gog Magog. Like protect the albums. Protect the albums. <laughs> protect them. It's funny though. Like I've been going on like Discogs and mm. uh, eBay, and I mean, in this isolation, you know yeah. what I mean? You're stuck in your house. I ordered so many. Uh, Iron Maiden and Iron Maiden related albums. <laughs> Are you getting a good deal on them though? Some, some I am. Like, I would you know, imagine. You use CDs of like I'm trying to get all the Diano stuff, Diano solo stuff on CD. Mm. I got Architects of Chaos just showed up. Really? So, uh, those are you know you can get those for a good deal if you shop around. Yeah. But this quarantine, I'm like I'm not going out, so I'm not spending any money. But at the same time, I'm stuck home shopping online for, like, albums all day. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder when it's ever going to come, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I w- I'm not getting any mail now, right? They shut down that whole depot. They did. They shut our mail down. I haven't gotten mail in, like, three days. Yeah. So for our yeah. listeners out there, they shut down our mail because someone got sneezy there. Someone got the COVIDs. Yeah. And uh, now we can't get packages and stuff, you know? Yeah. So we have no mail. I have them waiting for, like, a bunch of packages to show up. Hmm. My daughter's birthday gifts. It's her birthday tomorrow, and they never came. So. I know. It's my girlfriend's <laughs> birthday. And she was like, I was like, oh, the gift I, I ordered never showed up. Um, and she was like, oh, that sucks. And I was like, and I got away, and I was like, I forgot to order a gift. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> boyfriend of the year here in the quarantine. Um, <laughs> hey, but look, she's, it, you know, she's got a roof over her head. <laughs> uh, I guess that's about it for uh, for this episode. Yeah. We've got two more tracks done. No, we're going to get in the Nomad, but like, I don't want to do the Nomad now because I'm going to, I got a lot to say about the Nomad. with the lawsuit and all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Holy God. Yeah. 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 And we got some loads of feedback. I don't know when we'll address it. Probably yeah. all at the end. I say we'll uh, get through the next three tracks in the next episode and then. Okay. Yeah. But we're going for a record number of episodes on this now. Yeah, I know. It's but that's uh, fine. Yeah. People probably want something to listen to while they're stuck They in the do, house. they do. <laughs> I was kind of going to go out on Facebook being like, you know, uh, sorry guys, talking made this suspended indefinitely just to wind them up. <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. But uh, that's episode number five. Episode number five of Brave New World. Of Brave New World, yeah. Wow. I know. Um, it's hard to get through. It's such a good, it's such a good album. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't mind getting some feedback about what people think of the sound quality. Because this yeah. is very weird to me to be like staring at a screen with you on it. Yeah. Trying to do a podcast. It's very unnatural. I feel like it. Uh, we don't have the flow that we normally do. No. Because normally we're just sitting back having a few beers with microphones on the table. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad once you cut some of the time delays out. And But I'm wondering, you know, what scares me is there's so many really like super pro studio podcasts that we listen to. And you were saying this the other day, and their sound quality has dropped so much. And yeah, we did I've been a test to a run. Few, yeah. yeah, and we did a test run, and it wasn't that bad, which makes me think, what are they missing? You know, that's yeah. why I was saying after we're done today, I'd say you might call me tomorrow and be like, oh, man. And then you know what we'll do? <laughs> Surgical mask shed cast. There you go. Who gives a F, man? We should just go in the shed anyway. Like, what's going to happen? Get a piece, I'll go in the shed. I'll put a piece of, like, plexiglass between halfway through, and we'll be on opposite sides. <laughs> Worst podcast ever. <laughs> like, anyway, I hope uh, I yeah. hope people, you know, the... enjoyed this one. It seems a little mm. weird. Like, I, we don't feel like we don't have the, the right flow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I maybe felt... it's better. Maybe we're not interrupting each other as much when we're over. <laughs> That's a good sign. I'm not interrupting you or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's hard for me to, uh, yeah, to and and some of the clips and stuff too. Like you didn't do a ton of isolations today because of the nature of these tracks, but it's hard for me to hear some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's the nature of the beast. It's still good that we can do this, and uh, you know, and and yeah, let everyone know that we're still we're still at it. But yeah. I wonder how long, you know, this is, it shouldn't be too long. And, you know, and, you know, I want to say to our listeners too, that, you know, this is going to pass and, and it's good to, to listen to, you know, the experts and, and stay home and be safe. And, you know, I joke about, you know, all this stuff, but I mean, look, just spend time with your loved ones, reach out to people and stay calm and this too shall pass. And uh, stuck in your house, it's more time to listen to Iron Maiden. Oh man. Yeah, go uh, dig out your Iron Maiden concert videos and rewatch them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Funny, I've for the last like ten years, I've hardly watched any movies. I just got out of watching movies. I don't know why. I watched yeah. like, the uh, maybe half a dozen a year. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've watched I watched like all five Phantasm movies, all ten Hellraiser movies. I've just been like binge no watching horror movies. <laughs> oh, did you watch Tiger King? I did watch Tiger King. Oh too. my god! I want to get on the beer with those guys. They're crazy. <laughs> but I also at the same time, I'd be like sipping, just waiting to get the hell out of there. Those guys are nuts. 
What do you think Joe Exotic's favorite Maiden song would be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's uh, anyway. Hopefully that that works out well, Nesbit. And on, on, on your end, you get you got the the clips you needed, the sound. Yeah, the sound's fine on my mm-hmm. end because I'm playing them on this end. But uh, we'll see. I'll p- patch this all together, and hopefully it's a decent sounding episode. But uh, yeah, I'd like some feedback from anyone that's listening. You you know, if this doesn't sound good, you could do the ultimate troll of all time, which is take everything that I've said and have your daughter read it. <laughs> into a microphone. The part of Josh is being played by <laughs> Nesbitt's daughter. <laughs> oh my god, I love this song. Fallen Angel. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well let's wrap it up. Yeah, that's There's, good. Uh... Now's the time to email Nesbitt. You'll get like a life yeah. <laughs> you know, journal reply. And I'm there on Facebook keeping up with everybody. Um so if you want to get us, talkingman.com or Facebook. Um yep. if you have any feedback on anything we've done in Brave New World. You've got several weeks to get it in, but do get it in. Yeah, talkingmaiden at gmail.com. Especially if you have uh, comments about the sound quality. Oh, man, and now talkingmaiden.com slash talk. Leave a message. These are the best times to have them because we love to put them in the episode. Best time to do it. Um, so if you want to go to talkingmaiden.com, you can get us on there. And until next time, stay safe and up the irons and down the hops. Mm-hmm.